Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, sis. Welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Join the Girl Goodnight gang. You can find us on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All links will be in the episode description. Complete the form linked in our bio to be featured on the show and share your thoughts and opinions in the Girl Goodnight Land Facebook group. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girls, share the show and show us some love with the five-star rating and review. Our journals make the perfect addition to the show. View them and all of our merch on Etsy, link in description. Tonight, we'll be reading L, written by author Camille. To learn more about author Camille, check out the Blackberry series. All links to keep up with author Camille and shop her collection will be available in the episode description. On last week's episode, it was girls' night where we met Corinne's crew. Corinne went out with her son's fine coach, and now she's back on the grind at work. Now, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and sleep in melanated peace. Episode 7. Okay, let's talk about the X. I put it off long enough, and in order to fully understand my side of this story, you need to know how all of this started. Please know, I'm only bringing this up because it's his weekend with the boys, and I'm going to be forced to see him. If only he had been as good a husband as he is a father. And don't get me wrong, I drop credit where credit is due. He is amazing with his children, with both of our boys and the baby he had while we were still married. The application. Name, Carson Wesley. Age, 37 years old. Height, 6'3". Weight, 225. Job, real estate agent. The good, handsome, hardworking, excellent father. The bad, cheater, liar, heartbreaker. The ugly, He fell in love with another woman while he was my husband. I was in my mid-twenties, fresh out of college and ready to take on the world when I met Carson. I had started a new position as a nursing assistant at a local hospital, and I was excited about the prospects of my new life. My parents, Gary and Jackie Little, had recently moved to Milwaukee to care for my mama's stepmother. My brother had long since taken off, and Cherry was doing her thing, which left the house to me. At that age, when you get off work, you still have plenty of energy. So I started going out with friends, and when I couldn't find anyone to hang out with, I would see a movie by myself. One Friday night, I was at the theater, and Carson was there with a couple of guys. They invited me to sit with them, and just like that, I fell for him. We became inseparable. It was a storybook love. After dating for a couple of years, he proposed to me, and of course I accepted. 
My parents liked him, Cherry tolerated him, and I adored him. He was everything I wanted in a gentleman. Smart, strong, and hardworking with morals and values that matched mine. Above all else, he was saved. We decided to leave our current churches and join one together after we were married. Then the babies came, natural manifestations of our bond. First Jacob, then Julius. And finally, we got pregnant with the baby girl we had been praying for to round out our tribe. We were happy. We had the dream life. Good schools for our children, Little League softball, PTA, church every Sunday, vacations in the summer, nice house, cars, and a dog. That kind of happy. With our daughter, Carson and I suffered a miscarriage early in the second trimester. The loss was so devastating. Mortality slapped my face and I completely checked out. Lost in my own grief and suffering, I pushed Carson away and suffocated my sons. I was too blinded with my own pain to see the signs. While I was mourning what could have been, I was losing what already was. When the fog cleared, it was too late. Carson had been seeing someone and she was pregnant with his baby. The mere thought of another woman enjoying what should have been mine sent me over the edge. I'm not a violent person, but that day, the day he stood in my face with tears on his, begging and pleading and apologizing for what he had done, I went off. I whooped his ass. Screaming like a banshee, swinging like a professional swimmer, and kicking like a karate champion, I gave Carson a black eye, swollen lip, bloody nose, and maybe a knot upside his head. He also suffered two cracked ribs accompanied by enough claw marks that made him look like he had a tangle with the tiger and lost. Looking back now, I realized he could have stopped me at any time or physically hurt me, but he didn't. He stood there, not bothering to block any of my blows or even wipe his tears. When it was over, when I had worn myself out and I collapsed into a bumbling, blubbery mess in the middle of the driveway, yes, in full view of our neighbors, he picked me up, carried me inside, packed his things, and left. 90 days later, we were divorced. It still hurts. Even as I sit here now at my kitchen table two years later, sipping my wine and waiting for him to arrive and pick up Jacob and Julius for his weekend visitation, tears sting my eyes. The anguish was soul-wrenching, on top of the agony from the miscarriage that was already immobilizing. You see, the worst part of the entire situation was I thought I was safe to wallow in my own self-pity because I knew he would be there when I was done. But he wasn't. He betrayed me. Not just my trust, but my complete and total commitment to him. There was nothing I wouldn't have done for that man. I sang his praises and worshiped his black ass like a king. I cooked and cleaned for him, not out of obligation, but because I truly enjoyed it as an important expression of love for my man. I worked beside him as his partner. I supported him even when I didn't totally agree with him. I built with him and shielded him from anything I felt would hurt him. Was I the perfect woman? No, far from it. I made mistakes. I was selfish on occasion, and I was a bitch sometimes. What woman isn't? We had our arguments like any other couple, some worse than others. But when shit got bad and I stumbled with my end of the cross, what did he do? Did he step up, pick it up, and carry it? No, he found another woman to stand in the gap. And no matter what my shortcomings may have been, I did not deserve that. So, fuck him. 
When the doorbell rings, I grit my teeth. I hear my youngest, Julius, scream, Daddy! At the top of his lungs and take off running. Ma, Jacob says, sticking his head in the kitchen. Daddy's here. I walk over and give him a big smile and a bigger hug. Have a good weekend, sweet boy. I gently rub my hand through his crop of soft curls. Ma! He ducks his head out of my reach and pats his hair as if a strand might be out of place. Don't call me that. I laugh and shake my head. He's already getting to that age where he doesn't want to be my baby or have me treat him like one. Don't they grow up fast? But I don't have to tell you or him. He will never be anything less than the perfect child I held in my arms the morning he was born. But you are my sweet boy. Jacob gives me his father's lopsided grin. He isn't fooled by my performance. Even at 11 years old, he knows I have a hard time being around his father. I've tried to shield them from my disgust, but they have a lot of me in them. Okay, Jacob sighs heavily like a little old man. Reaching down, he grabs his backpack, turns, swings it over his shoulder, and walks into the living room where I hear Julius talking Carson's ear off about his week. When I hear the front door close, I reach up and turn on the radio. LMA is crooning about a shot clock. She sounds like a woman with a list of rules. I can respect that. I take another sip of my wine and move to the beat as I gather salad fixings from the refrigerator. Lettuce, tomato, cucumbers. Where's the... Oh, there they are. Chives. A salad isn't a salad without onions. Tonight, I'm getting together with my girls, so I'm going to eat light now and grow later. I guess now would be as good a time as any to tell you about the rules I created concerning marriage and divorce. I miss watching you. I scream and whirl around, nearly dropping my glass. Carson's tall, muscled figure is leaning against the doorframe, smiling. Sweet Jesus, he's a good-looking man. Dark chocolate with a low haircut. You could drown in his waves, but if you don't, his deep chestnut eyes are enough to draw you in and keep you submerged. He has dimples on his clean-shaven face. I know beards are stylish right now, but I'm glad it's not a fad he picked up because he has a strong jawline, luscious lips, and beautiful teeth. He's dressed in his work attire. As a successful realtor for one of the largest companies in Little Rock, his clothes are business casual. His long legs are covered in black jeans, and he's wearing a button-up dress shirt with the sleeves rolled up to his forearms. From where I'm standing, I see the tattoo of the three hearts down his right arm. The one at the top has my name and the date we were married. The second one has Jacob's birthday and the third, Julius's. He said those were the only times in his life he felt his heart stop with love. I wonder how she feels about that. I don't even realize I'm staring at him or how I'm staring at him until his smile slowly fades. I look away quickly before I even have a chance to assess the look in his eyes. I don't want to see what he's thinking. I really don't. You wanted something? I ask coldly, and he chuckles mischievously. My heart rate is off the chart. He still does that to me after all this time. Still gives me butterflies and an ache between my thighs, and I hate him for it. I keep praying that God will take the love I have, had for him away, but my prayer has yet to be answered. I exhale exaggeratedly when I hear him walking over to me as I'm cutting up lettuce on the kitchen counter. 
Carson leans against it and crosses his muscular arms. I feel it more than see it. I know this man so well. He smells amazing. I have to admit this, y'all. I miss him. It feels like a hole inside me and I fight whenever he's near not to fall into it. I want to take the boys down to the lake house for spring break, he says, and reaches over me to snag a cherry tomato from its container. He pops it in his mouth, chewing silently. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. I start peeling the cucumber. I have never denied him his children. He may be a great father, but I'm a damn good mother. My boys need him, and he needs them. And even on my worst day, when I knew he was using our sons to try to get back home, I sucked it up and allowed his impromptu shenanigans. Football on Friday nights, trips to the park on Saturday afternoons, dinner on Sundays after church, ice cream on school nights, and on and on and on. All of it. I bit my tongue and tucked away my fucking anger and tolerated it because I'm raising black boys and black boys require black men. No matter how good the mother, the father is necessary. Even if it's just to show little boys what not to be. Carson doesn't say anything for a while and I feel the heat and power radiating from him. I move away slightly, but it doesn't work. Our chemistry is undeniable, and that is what makes being around him so dangerous. I'll never trust this man again. Not the way I did before. I don't even see him in the same light. He went from being my everything to being just another motherfucker who hurt me. You could come too. Now he's got my full attention. My head snaps around and I scowl at him. He turns his head sheepishly and shrugs as if it was an innocent statement. I'm just saying, we used to. No, I snap cutting him off. Memory lane is not a place I'm interested in strolling down with him. There is a sign at the entrance that says, dead end, no outlet, bitch, move on. The boys are waiting. I roll my eyes so hard at him, I see white specks when I open them again. The audacity. To invite me to his parents' lake house for a whole week when I can't even stand being in the same room with him for more than a few minutes? Like I want to listen to his mother go on and on to his father in earshot of all of us about why Carson and I should get back together. I love Miss Rosie and I love Mr. Floyd, but I can't take that. Okay. His voice sounds defeated. And for an instant, I wonder what's going on with him. He's never suggested any shit like this before. Rule number 11, don't fall for an ex reaching out unexpectedly. Most of the time, this only occurs because their current situation is in trouble. Whatever it is, good for the fucker. I'll see you Sunday night at six. He says, putting his hand on the small of my back before pressing his lips to the top of my head. What the fuck? He's never done that shit before. Hey, I say without turning around. Yeah? His tone is optimistic as his voice travels toward me. I lift the knife up. Touch me again, and I'll put this between your first and second vertebrae. The next sound I hear is the front door opening and closing. A woman once told me that taking an ex back is like going back to the dumpster and bringing your trash back in the house. Rule number six. When it's over, it's over. Let that shit go.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Episode 9. Cherry is coming over for dinner. It's been a while since we've hung out. Now that she has a legit man, her time is limited. Duke is amazing to and for her, and I wholeheartedly approve. But you know how new love is. It can't be apart for very long. Like they'll start to go through withdrawals or something. It's so sweet, it's sickening. Since the kids are with Carson and his parents, it's going to be a total wine affair. I snatched my phone off the counter and hit Cherry's number on speed dial. Hopefully I can catch her before she heads this way and get her to stop and pick up a couple of extra bottles of wine. Hey, sis. Cherry answers on the first ring. Hey, what you doing? You busy? I take a sip of my wine, getting started early. It's been a hell of a week. Nah, just standing here talking to Carson's ugly ass sisters. What you doing? I choke. What? I gasp when I'm finally able to take a breath. Girl, Cherry sighs dramatically. They just told me your ex about to marry this trick. Her desperate ass had the nerve to ask him, not the other way around. I wish the fuck I would ask a nigga to marry me. She starts laughing and stops abruptly. Oh, wait, here she comes. My hands start to shake. Not because I'm upset over my ex-husband's new fiance and whatever the hell they have going, but because I know my sister. Look at Miss Thang walking around with your pussy on her breath. She laughs and I can imagine the smirk on her face. I want to feel sorry for the girl because I know what Cherry is capable of, but I just can't. She's a homebreaker, so fuck her. Cherry, I utter. I do not want to spend my free night away from the boys at the damn police department. Corinne, she says in the same mocking tone, knowing that gets on my damn nerves. I swear, sometimes I have three children. Look, I gotta go. I need to ask her if she has her black dress ready because you know that marriage is gonna be DOA. Cherry, can they hear you? I already know the answer. Cherry is anything but subtle. Damn course. She's so fucking smug. 
They standing right here. Don't get arrested. Shit. They approached me all smiles and shit. Trying to throw this whole affair at me like I was going to be upset that this girl bought somebody else's trash up in her house. What? I hear Carson's horse snap. What the fuck did you just say? I close my eyes and speak directly to God. Please don't let this girl call Chariot B. Please, Lord. Stand right there and keep that same motherfucking energy, Cherry demands. I hear her pull the phone away from her face. Let me say goodbye to my big sister and then I'll tell you just what the fuck I said and whoop your hoe ass if necessary. She comes back to the phone. Hey, I gotta go. This monkey squid duck slut won't it. Don't get arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, love you too. Mwah, she shouts. Okay, now, what the fuck was that good shit you was pop? The phone goes dead and I hold it for a moment. I drain my wine glass. I pour another and drain it too. It's another hour before Cherry arrives, all grins. What? She exclaims, giving me that innocent look, reminding me of her as a toddler. Get in here and tell me what happened. I'm holding the door open and staring at her with my hand on my hip. Cherry follows me back into the kitchen where I move to the stove and she takes her normal place at the bar. She puts a grocery bag on top before dropping her purse on one stool and climbing into another. I turn and give her a raised eyebrow, a gesture she knows too well. Okay, okay, she says, throwing her hands up. First of all, let me remind you that the Tweedle Twins approached me. I was minding my business, picking up some chips and salsa when they ran up in my face on that, oh, how you been, how your sister doing bullshit. Cherry pauses to pour herself a glass as I drain the ground chuck for the Rotel dip. She takes a sip and continues. I ain't never like either one of them hoes. You know this. They know this. She pops her lips and clears her throat. When they start talking about Miss Trick and their brother being so happy and how excited they were about the wedding, the hoes pause to get my reaction. So, you know it was a setup, right? Mm-hmm. I reach for the can opener. Okay. Cherry moves around on the bar stool until she's more comfortable. Well, I gave them what they wanted. I screamed. Oh my God, why? She falls over laughing hard. I stare at her. She has to fight through giggles to get the next part out. He's still begging Corey to let him come home. Now she really loses it. And after a few minutes, I join her. We are awful. I know we are. But how many times, ladies, have you had your heart broken and wish someone would stand up for you on their own with no qualms about getting in something that had nothing to do with them? Most people would just say, oh, okay, and pretended everything was cool, then hit you up later to talk shit about the whole situation, knowing they really didn't do so much as utter a word in your defense. Not Cherry. I know my sister will always ride for me, right or wrong. And as fucked up as it sounds, it feels good to know that the same people who were snickering behind my back while Carson was out doing dirt got their faces broken. Good. Fuck them. Okay, okay, okay. Cherry says, getting her giggles under control. She takes a sip of her wine and I reach for mine. So here she comes. She slaps her hand on the bar. She's puffed up as shit because she heard what I told you on the phone. 
So as soon as we hang up, I ask her what the fuck she needed to be cussed out or to be fucked up. I told her, sis, I got you. Just say the word. Of course, she changed her tune real quick. Talking about we hating on her and Carson because they together and in love and they're trying to raise their baby and move on from the past and start something new and we just need to respect. Yes, respect them and their life together and stop trying to cause trouble and on and on and on. Cherry takes a deep breath. I let her ramble for a few minutes. Get the shit off her chest. She obviously had a message she wanted to send you. So when I got tired of listening, I told her, just shut the fuck up. Carson a trick ass hoe and you a hoe ass trick. Y'all need each other cause you ran through and he ran out. Then I asked her if they so damn happy, why she trying to convince me? Cause a bostress such as myself wouldn't have even parted my lips on explanations. Okay. I agree with that truth. I had to tell her though. Cherry gives me that innocent look. Tell her what? Now I'm confused. Tell her that he been over here eating you out when he drop off the kids. Cherry bursts out laughing again. Why you tell that girl that? She shrugs, still laughing. I don't know. But what you want to bet she be in the car this time? We fall into giggles because we know she's right. So, you and Duke doing okay? I asked, moving into big sister mode. I can't help it. This is my baby. Cherry stops and gives me a look that lets me know I'm not slick and she's on to me. Yeah, we're good. I have another appointment next week with a new dermatologist. Cherry's face was burned pretty bad in an accident and she spent the last year and a half going through some major surgeries to have her scars corrected. My baby sis is a trooper and I'm so proud of her. She's been through a lot, both physically and mentally. There was a time when she was wearing her hair over her face to hide her wounds. Now, she's sitting here rocking a high ponytail on top of her head, beautiful face beaming. She's always going to be gorgeous to me. I just love her. Are you still up? Girl, good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.